We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. All right, uh, let's talk about some of these guys uh, going into year number two. And obviously, these two guys, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Matt, uh, they generated a lot of buzz. And I, I just feel like we just keep getting spoiled by these boys, man. Like these young guys, they just come in and just absolutely just drop it all over the field, man. Um, and Garrett Wilson, I thought Chris Olave played really, really great football. But let's start with Chris Olave. 147 targets, 83 receptions, 1,100 yards, four touchdowns, a 56% catch rate. Uh, but actually, to be honest with you, 1,100 yards playing with literally the worst quarterback situation in the NFL, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there's a... There's a small segment, maybe not, maybe a larger segment of people that I'm giving you credit for um, that was, when they get Derek Carr to the New Orleans Saints, be like, what are they getting Derek Carr for? Like Andy Dalton was good in this passing metric, this passing metric, this passing metric last year. It's like, okay, maybe he was good on in, maybe he was good in those metrics last year because he was throwing to a guy who is oh, always God. wide open in Chris Olave. Like, I wonder why though. He looks good in those metrics because Chris Olave right. is always open. The dude was the best route runner among the guys sampled for his draft class. Number one at success rate versus man and press coverage coming into the league in the 2022 NFL draft. He was a pro ready route runner. And I mean, man, dude, he was that guy as a rookie. And I think the most impressive thing about Chris Olave's, you know, success rates, right? 83rd yeah. percentile, 75.8% success rate versus man coverage, 77.5% success rate versus press and 81% over uh, success rate against zone coverage. Dude, was just open at all levels. Um, he, he went over the success rate on all but one route. I mean, oh my God, that's incredible stuff. And then you look at his route percentage chart, James, 7.5% slant routes, 3% screens, 5.2% flats. Like this is a dude who's running like all big boy vertical, deep and intermediate routes. And he's still getting open at that rate. That's crazy impressive. Yeah, I mean, you talk about 20% of his routes on the nine that you charted, uh, another 11% on the post. So now we're talking, you know, over 30% of his routes are on the nine and post. Then you add another 13% on the dig, right? Another 20% on the curl route. I mean, even the curl route, I've talked about this many times, but a curl route, very dangerous throw, very dangerous throw uh, in the NFL. Uh, you have to be very good at that route. Otherwise that ball's getting picked off big time. Yep. Uh, 20% of his routes on the curl and an 83% success rate on that curl route that my friends, that's man, that is so impressive. Um, and I felt like he didn't get the credit that he deserved, um, in terms of offensive rookie of the year, or even just like the highlights and everything. Well, maybe it's because he didn't have the highlights. He didn't have that. Mm. Oh my God. Catch. Uh, the oh my God catches that George Pickens had, right? He didn't have like the oh my God moments that Garrett Wilson had. But man, you talk about a professional wide receiver that can just do it all. That was Chris Olave. Yeah, uh, the, the um, you mentioned George Pickens. People are uh, people are people are mad at me about George Pickens. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, and you knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I knew. I figured people were going to be upset about that. You know, yeah. they're they're. You know, I mentioned George Pickens' uh, 68% success rate versus zone coverage, and people, 
you know, tell me that I should look up the routes that he, he was running last year. Uh, yeah. I, someone should put a website out about, about routes. That'd be a good idea. But, uh, you know, then I, and like George Pickens uh, route tree is so vertical, right? Like, and then yes. it's, you look at Chris Olave and I get to Chris Olave 19.6 or 19.7% nine routes. Like it's like 32, 33% for George Pickens, but again, vertical, vertical routes and Chris Olave still gets open and I get they're different type of receivers, but you know, that's kind of the point is that like, the guys like Chris Olave are never – people never get as excited as they should about these, like, just professional receivers who just get open at all three levels and don't – yeah, don't make crazy contested catches. Now, I, I think that – I think that Olave checks in at 70% contested catch rate last year, like, and he was good in college at winning 50-50 balls. Um, but, you know, like, that's not a – absurd number that's not like an absurd trump card trade of his you know he was brought down on first contact on 82.4 percent of his in space attempts you know as a rookie he's not a yak guy either but i don't who cares if he's not picking up extra yardage when he's consistently <laughs> catching the ball 13 14 uh -huh. yards down the field like give me right. the guy that's going to get open on dig routes and out routes and intermediate routes consistently over a guy who's going to have to run Mickey Mouse routes and break two tackles just to get 14 yards, you know, like these guys, it reminds me a lot of like Tyler Lockett, right? Tyler Lockett's one of the most consistently disrespected wide receivers in the NFL, but right. he consistently is one of the best receivers in the NFL because he just gets open and he gets open down the field. Lockett does actually make spectacular catches. I think Chris right. Olave would be capable Absolutely. of it too. Um, but I actually do think that, yeah, he fits into the the guys that I think are always underrated, especially when they're not paired with great quarterback play. I mean, it reminds you a lot of Stephon Diggs. It reminds you a lot of Tyrell Lockett, Terry McLaurin. Like that's the axis of wide receivers I see for Chris Olave, and I it, like I still think he's a little underrated right now, um, just because his rookie season was so fantastic and. I think he's ready to be a legit big boy number one receiver, and and we just talked about Derek Carr with Devontae Adams in the last segment, right? 82.9% success rate on digs, 78.1% success rate on outs for Chris Olave. Like that's the, th those are the routes that Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr were, were making magic last year. I think that'll be the same relationship he has here with Chris Olave. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? What, uh, what, what kind of um, relationship do you think he's going to have with his new quarterback there? How do their skill sets kind of sort of uh, match up? Yeah, I think he, he matches up well from that intermediate and deep perspective. Like we've seen with Derek Carr the last few years that he's gotten more and more willing when the pass protection is good to like yeah, sit there hold and, and rip it down the field. Now, definitely when there's pressure on him, that's been the case with Derek Carr since Fresno State. We talked about hiring Derek Klassen at the top of the show. I can remember talking, like as I said, I've known Derek forever. You know, he came into, uh, Derek Carr came into league, and Derek, Derek Class and Derek Carr. But like Carr came into league, <laughs> like when Derek and I were first break, breaking down draft classes. And I remember thinking like, yeah, this guy, like anytime there's pressure, it's it's a problem. And that's, he's managed to have a really good career regardless of that. But it's a pro that's a problem for sure. But when the protection's good, and I think there's, you know, a decent offensive line here in front of him. There's some problem spots. It's not as good as it was at the end of the Breeze Peyton era there in New Orleans. I think it's a good enough unit that, you know, Chris Olave can get open down the field and Derek Carr can stand in there and deliver it. Um, I think I think it's a really good move. Again, we talked about the Andy Dalton thing. Yes, Andy Dalton was good in some of these efficiency metrics last year. Derek Carr could could not only repeat that, but he could actually be better in terms of like long term stability, because what was Andy Dalton the last the time we saw him play before that with the Bears not so good so I think like Derek Carr is probably good news for Chris Olave 
You know, I was looking up some, trying to find some player comparisons here for Chris Olave. And, and one guy that kind of sort of stuck out to me was AJ Green. Um, had very similar numbers to a 2016 version of AJ Green in terms of success rate versus man coverage, success rate versus zone coverage. And then you look at his success rates on some of those deeper routes too. Uh, AJ Green and Chris Olave, as a rookie, by the way, um, had very, very similar numbers. Um, is that a player comp in terms of like, let's talk about, you know, I, I don't even want to say ceilings or whatever it is, but um, is that something that, you know, maybe fans can kind of sort of latch on to a Chris Olave, AJ Green type of receiver? Well, I think that the immediate pushback you're going to get to that is like the size and speed or, or the, the size, right? Because AJ Green yeah. was just like massive X receiver. You know, Chris Olave is kind of a skinnier guy, right? He's like, for sure sub 190 pounds he's he's a smaller guy in that respect but i totally i totally get what you're saying and i totally get um like why this is impressive because like this is this is going to show like the role that chris olave played as a rookie like he was a big boy number one receiver um you look at his alignment data in the game sampled for reception perception you know 67.1 percent outside he was more like an off the ball flanker receiver and again that's sort of digs ish that's sort of <clears throat> tyler lockett ish which is why i kind of made those comps but yeah just like he was running that those vertical route trees just like aj green i i like that comparison from that standpoint um and just another like I mentioned the 75.8% uh, success rate versus man. It's right the same with AJ Green. Like, yo, if you get over 75%, you're pr you're more than likely going to be very, very good at football. <laughs> Guys who have right. gone over 75%, right. like Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, Des Bryant, Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, you know, Brandon Ayuk. That's why we've been so bullish on him. By the way, Brandon Ayuk uh, just finished his sample the other day. It's it's exciting for for twenty. Okay, it's coming in hot. Let's go. A, AJ Green, you mentioned DK Metcalf, Antonio Brown, like Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. I mean, like the, all the studs have gone over seventy five percent. Now the, the guys who have like there's been like Sterling Shepard couldn't stay healthy. Curtis Samuel, you know, he, he was not a, he never really kind of hit that those strides. Elijah Moore, we're still waiting on, but yeah, for the most part, like you get over seventy five percent, you're good. You're you're gonna be one and of the best receivers in the NFL. And again, I do want to add some context to that too, right? Uh, and you talk about this all the time. What kind of routes are they running, right? And for a guy to be over 75%, and as we just highlighted, the dude's running a lot of big boy routes downfield. Dude, that's impressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not just these little, you know, bunny hop routes. It's not like these little quick hitters, right? Like, no. They're asking Olave to get open downfield and he's doing it and he's beating man coverage 75, more than 75% of the time, despite the fact that he is running all of these deeper routes. I, again, I just go back, you add in that layer of context too, and I think that makes his numbers even more impressive. I could not agree more. Like I said at the top, you want to get me 14 yards? Uh, I don't care. Actually, I think it's more impressive if you get open at a 14-yard uh, dig route. That is more impressive, just as good, just as good at the final end of you know end of the stat. It's 14 yards. Great, you got. It's the same way. I think it's more impressive if you do it all through the air as opposed to like I had to throw you some stupid little drag route, you know, Mickey Mouse gadget thing, and you broke two <laughs> tackles to get 14 yards. That I gets gotcha. more little clicks and you know, retweets and whatever, and uh, all the eyeballs. But like at the end of the day, it's the same, it's the same thing. You got 14 yards. And again, I think it's Correct. more impressive to line up outside, run a vertical route, beat man coverage. And it is uh, to be basically Kadarius Tony. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Me, Cole Hart. Tony out here just, yeah, exactly. Catch the stress. It's okay. Uh, By the way, Chris Olave, 119 targets last year, 72 receptions, uh, 1,042 yards, and four touchdowns. Very similar numbers, uh, raw numbers uh, to Garrett Wilson, but Garrett Wilson, it, it took him about 20 more targets, so a little bit more efficiency with Chris Olave. And I just feel like efficiency, I just feel like that's the word that perfectly describes what Chris Olave does. 